Welcome to the Integrated Esthetician Podcast, holistic business for the mindful beauty pro. This is the podcast that bridges the gap between business savvy and soul-aligned success in the beauty and spa industry. I'm your host, Caitlin Hart, and I'm thrilled to embark on this transformative journey with you. Whether you're a seasoned beauty pro or just starting your career, this podcast is your sanctuary for growth and mindfulness. Our engaging conversations with industry experts and thought leaders will provide you with actionable insights, guiding you towards a balanced and thriving beauty business. Join me to cultivate holistic success together and unleash the potential within you. Okay, so today I want to talk with you all just about money. Um, We all want it, right? We all want to make more of it. And um, wherever you are in your journey, this is obviously going to be a topic where wherever you're at, you got into this because you love what you do, but ultimately you need to make money and then what to do with it and how to spend it and how to organize it. It can be a cause for a lot of stress or it can give us a lot of stability. It can affect our decision-making and really it's all relative to, to our personal relationship with money. So to start, I want to talk about the concept of money stories. We all have one. It is our money story is our relationship to money as defined by our own lived experiences, examples in our childhoods, or even ideas and feelings that have been passed down for generations. So um, a few examples here. I was talking about this concept the other day with a friend. I've talked, I've talked about it recently with a few friends, but this particular friend I feel like is a good example. Um, she grew up with parents that made really good money and then also spent a lot. Like these parents probably had a spending problem, but they always had enough. And because of this, she never really knew scarcity existed. She never grew up with that feeling. And then when she became an adult, um, she had a very limited income and she has this tendency, this tendency to spend whenever she wanted. Um, and she found herself really broke really fast because no one ever set examples for her or taught her how to save or how to budget because um, they didn't really have to. But now she does. So me, on the other hand, I grew up the opposite um, with not a lot. My baseline is scarcity. There's never going to be enough. We cannot have nice things. We can't take nice trips. We need to hoard our money. Um, At least at first, that was kind of my baseline mindset coming out of my childhood. And I did prove to myself by my mid-20s probably that I did, in fact, have the ability to create stability for myself and then some. And then the second problem came when I did that. Um, and when I made my first, I had my first six figure year and in my head coming from where I came from, when like, what was normal to me, you know, it is in my head, my like core belief was like, it is normal to make $50,000 a year. That's what I, you know, grew up being told. Um, that's what the average American makes, right? At least back then. I don't even know if that's true anymore. But six figures was six figures equals rich. So when I hit six figures, no matter what the reality was, no matter that I was living in a very expensive city with a lot of bills, six figures equals rich. I am rich. Um, I don't need to worry about money anymore. We are good. Um, and it is. I'm very fortunate. Like if that is all I ever made, 
every year for the rest of my life, I would be taken care of and happy and stable. Um, but what happens when you hit six figures is all your problems start over. Um, everything that you were worrying about, everything I was worrying about 10 years ago, you know, people, me making friends in a new city and them inviting me out and I couldn't afford anything. Um, that started happening again. The numbers were just bigger. You know, my friends were eating hundred dollar meals and inviting me on $5,000 vacations. Um, you start to wear nice clothes and shoes to gain respect of your peers and your clients. And then there's the scarcity again. You've spent all your money, right? Um, so that's something that we kind of see repeat as we get into those upper numbers. And that happens a lot. Um, it happened for me because I, I made a pretty big jump when I became an esthetician. When I finally found success, I went from making very, very little to like six figures in a year. Um, it was a really, really big jump. And not a lot of people are prepared to handle that responsibly. Um or, you know, depending on what your story is, you either spend too much of that or you absolutely hoard it, you know? Um, so I'm in a place now, again, where I found myself a little bit stagnant in my financial growth for a while. I made some of those huge jumps early on, but then haven't really been able. But then I've caught myself feeling like I'm, I'm acting and I'm spending as if I'm growing when I'm not. So... I'm really ready to claim that um, this year and start to see some real financial growth for myself. And I, through that process of trying to think back through these stories and identify maybe some hangups for me, as I've identified another belief that's really part of my money story. And that is that rich people are bad. You know, I definitely grew up not intentionally at all. No one was being, you know, unfair or ugly, but just Grow, growing up hearing, you know, people talked down on almost, you know, who had nice things. And we do it too. I mean, we do it all the time. Somebody drives past in like a really fancy car and we're like, Ooh, <laughs> you know, just like that voice and that tone. Um, but the people around me, you know, adults in my life, I saw them, you know, talking down about people who went on nice vacations or drove nice cars or, you know, women that bought designer handbags are frivolous and silly and must not know how to handle their money, which is true for some people. But it's it's not even a specific, you know, thing that was taught to me, but it's just that tone that I heard and adopted when talking about people who had nice things. Now, there is definitely an imbalance of money in the world, in this country that is gross. And I want to acknowledge that. I also want to acknowledge that not everyone can just decide to make more money and have that available to them. Like, absolutely. And it's not that simple of just deciding and changing your beliefs and now you'll be rich. Um, but in these places of stagnancy, wherever you are in your financial journey, in your business, in your career, you may be finding those moments of success that you just can't break through. There is sometimes a belief that's keeping you where you are. So I'm doing some conscious work right now to let go of that belief and replace it with a new one. That, that belief that rich people are bad, um, really replacing that um, with something like, you know, I believe how much good I will do in the world when I make more money. And really, to take that a step further, I know that me making more money will be a direct result of how many people that I have helped. 
So I wanna tell you all a little about the online courses I've created for service providers in the beauty and spa industry. I'm gonna be straight with you. What you learned in school is a tiny fraction of what it actually takes to make it in this industry. Schools are cranking out grads who inevitably end up failing and leaving the industry entirely. And I've learned firsthand that there's only so much that employers can do to bridge that education gap. That's why finally I created two online courses to teach you everything I wish they taught in schools. Inside, you'll learn everything from how to build a clientele and keep them coming back, to social media strategies, retail sales, time management, self-care, goal setting, and even how to set energetic boundaries with your clients. I've broken this down into two courses so you get exactly what you need no matter where you're at in your journey. Beauty Pro Foundations is for the service provider who is new to the industry or working in a team setting. Beauty Pro Mastery is for the solopreneur or renter. This includes everything in foundations, plus more on budgeting, finances, creating policies, and organizing your time to juggle it all. These classes were designed specifically to help you make actionable leaps towards your goals and begin to see the results immediately. Check out the link in the show notes to sign up or get more info, and I hope to see you all inside. So back to this pattern, this pattern of finding success, thinking we are hot shit and then spending too much. Um, This happens in our personal lives and it happens in business too. So if you own a business or if you are a solopreneur, um, this is something you can see on both sides. So we find a little bit of success um, and then we want to start acting like a multi-million dollar company, right? So that exact thing happened to me. Like I was a really, really, I did really, really well as a solo esthetician. And then I opened a business and I'm like, we are hiring the best marketing firm. We're taking out the biggest ad. We're going to have the fanciest equipment, the best website. Um, all of it. I want the best of the best of the best because I am the best of the best. And that's great. Those multi-million dollar companies didn't start like that. You know, they budgeted and they saved and they were, they made really smart financial decisions and they got to where they are and can take out the biggest ads in the newspaper because, um, because of the journey that they've been on. Um, but you do all those things and then you're broke again. So I will say like, I've spent a lot of time doing that dance in life and business. So here is where we start. What what do we take away from this? First, like we talked about, identify your money story. Write it down. Um, how is it informing your spending and your saving decisions today? And then you need to decide how much you want to save or how much you want to profit and deal with that first. And then whatever's left is yours to play with. So for example, personally, I know that I put away 20% of my paycheck every time I get paid into a general savings account. So part of that stays in like an emergency fund and then part of it goes into small investments at this point. That's a more recent thing for us. Um, And then I also put 10%, another percentage of that same paycheck, 10% of my paycheck in a special vacation savings. Um, Now I know exactly when I can take a vacation, how much I can spend on it. There's no like splurging on a vacation. We know, we know what's there or what's going to be there by the time the vacation comes around. It's part of the monthly budget. And then we have a family budget. 
and we know how much we need to pay our bills and whatever's left over is ours to do with whatever we want. Um, and this, as I'm saying this, I'm like, gosh, definitely this is a situation of do as I say, not as I do, because I have not, we have not updated our budget in too long. It is something we have been literally for weeks and weeks and weeks since, um, we've, we've had some big changes in our family this year, new jobs, um, all different kinds of things. And we need to redo the budget so bad. Um, but I know that I'm feeling a lot of fear and I'm fearing, feeling a lot of scarcity and I'm feeling a lot of shame when I make purchases. And I know that's why, because I don't see the full picture. I know we're not broke, but I know um, that sitting down and doing that budget is going to take away a lot of that. So um, what I mean by that is we don't start, you know, we don't start by buying an expensive pair of shoes and then feeling bad and then cutting other things all month to make up for it. Um, we, we put away what we need to save. We put away what, you know, we need for our bills and then we see what's left and you buy those shoes if that's what you want. And that removes the guilt or the fear around that purchase because I know where my money's going. I know I have a cushion. I know I'm saving. I'm even saving for things I want. So we get to just make those decisions about what we want to spend our money on. And it's not frivolous and it's not silly if that's what you want. If you want a designer handbag, like that's what you should spend your money on if it's left over and if it's extra and if it brings you joy. Um, but making sure that your finances are organized just removes a lot of those unnecessary emotions. So obviously this conversation is relevant to any human anywhere in any situation, right? But um, as a service provider or solopreneur, it's really important to get organized with your money when you start making it. Um, this organization and understanding around your relationship to money will seriously, seriously release so many unnecessary emotions around your purchases. Um, so no more fear, no more shame. Get organized with your money. I would love to hear from you. Um, what is your money story? What What do you do around financial organization? And how is that benefiting you in your personal life and in your business? I hope this was helpful and I look forward to talking with you all again so, so soon. I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Please help spread the word to all of your beauty pro friends by sharing a screenshot of this episode and tagging me at the integrated esthetician. And as always, please subscribe, download, rate, and review. I'll see you next time.